In the Bible, in the book of Exodus, God gave us commandments for how we should live, how we should act toward Him and one another. And right in the middle of really heavy statements like, you should have no other gods before me, and you shall not murder, He gave us the fifth commandment. Honor your mother and father. Honor, to regard with great respect, to recognize, to esteem. Today is Mother's Day, and the fact that God even added honoring your mother to the Ten Commandments should show us how important it is. But if that's not enough for you, how about this? While dying on the cross, Jesus gave us one of the greatest examples of how to honor your mother. In a time of intense physical pain and mental anguish, Jesus looked at his disciple John and then his mother Mary, and he said, Woman, here is your son. And then to John, here is your mother. You see, Jesus' ministry had been his mother's support. And with his death, what would happen to her? Maybe Mary had been so caught up in her grief that this hadn't crossed her mind. But Jesus, even in the midst of his suffering, thought of his mother's well-being. He used his last moments before his death to entrust his beloved mother's care to his beloved disciple. In one of the most important moments for all mankind, Jesus made a point to honor his mother. So, there are lots of things you could give your mom on Mother's Day. But let's not forget the most important thing. In the middle of all the fellowship, food, and fun you might experience today, don't forget honor. And not just today, but every day. Let's honor our mothers for all they have done. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Oh my goodness. Sometimes I feel like it comes around so fast. And it goes so fast. And as, um, as a woman... I feel as if you go from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next. A mother's responsibility, an auntie's responsibility is never done. And so even in her exhaustion, she still does because she knows it needs to be done. And Brother Barry, Minister Barry touched on that when he said, you know, let's just think about our mother's journey. And he said, let's just begin to thank God for them. Um, a lot of times we, we think about how they get on our nerves. <laughs> how they nag at us, right? How they tell us, pick up our stuff. And even as adults, they sometimes try to run our lives. But that's mama. She'll never stop being mama. In her eyes, we're always her babies. Because that's her heart. We are her heart walking outside of her body. And so today, I just want to, first of all, thank God for just being, like my husband said, being alive. Um, it has been quite a week, I'll tell you that much. But God is faithful. And that's one thing that I know about being a mother. You can depend on God for anything and everything. And he's the one who keeps us strong. He keeps us going. And he keeps us continuing to pursue what he has for us. Because it's easy to get distracted. It's easy to get distracted by problems. Right? It's easy to get distracted by the things around us, the cares of life. How you're going to provide. 
it's easy but in the midst of the craziness right as the prayer said in the midst of the craziness we still pray that God gives us peace and when God's peace comes into the midst of the storm it doesn't matter what's going on you remember that what you have is a blessing and not a curse amen amen so today I know that many people have different emotions about Mother's Day for some of us it's very difficult our moms have passed or our moms may be here but might not necessarily be in the wellness of state um, others of us we may have a mom who may have been absent from our lives and that sometimes can traumatize us and so today Wherever it is that you find yourself, I pray, first of all, that God would minister to you right where you are as he ministers through me. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you and we praise you for this awesome day. This is another day that you have made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Lord, we don't take it for granted. Because we realize, oh God, if you turn your face away from us, oh God, like a vapor, we disappear. So, Lord, we thank you today for the blessing of life, for the, the gift of life. And, Father, for just continuing to sustain us and continuing to keep us and continuing to provide for us. And even as I would share, oh God, the message that you have downloaded in my spirit with your people, I ask, oh God, that you would just strengthen me, oh God, and that you would open up their ears and open up their hearts, oh God, that they would hear and understand what it is that you are trying to communicate to them. So even as they would walk out of these doors, oh God, they would walk out refreshed, they would walk out renewed, they would walk out, oh God, with new revelation, they would walk out, oh God, with enriched by what you have spoken. So we give your name praise today, we invite you in and we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray and everybody say, Amen. Amen. Praise God. So motherhood can be messy. It can at times be frustrating. At times it can be exhausting as stated before. Nevertheless, there are always footprints in the stand. Every kid is different. Every personality and experience is different. And so the outcomes also are very different. <laughs> and so um, even I'm reminded actually of a story. I, I remember when my nephew was maybe about two. He was maybe about two years old. And my husband and I babysat him. Um, and you know, he was actually, was he two yet? He was two. Okay. He was still in the bottle and we were like, okay, here we go. And then we were like, oh man, we have a lot of stuff to do. So how are we going to get stuff done? You know, and he's here with us. He's spending time. And the Lord, that was the first time that God ever ministered to me and said, your life does not stop because of a child. I was like, what? He said, life does not stop because of a child. He said, they become a part of your life. They become a part of your journey. Now take him and go. <laughs> oh boy. And so sometimes what happens is we sometimes can allow our world to revolve around our children. But that's not the design that God has. The design is really God first, 
Then you have the parents and then you have children. That's the design. That's the triangle that God has created for us to flow within. And so with that kind of um, hierarchy or that kind of priority in mind, you realize that if God is in the center of everything else, then it's almost like a wheel. Everything else revolves around it. And so in Exodus 20, verse 12, you could turn there with me in your Bibles. As the video showed It speaks about honor. Now in the Bible, as you're turning there, honor shows up at least about three or three, about three times in the Old Testament. But then in the New Testament, it shows up about seven or more times. Honor. And God just doesn't leave the word honor out there by itself. But when you think about Honor in verse 12 of Exodus, he says, honor thy mother, thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord my God giveth thee. Therefore, in order for us to become all that God has created us to be, we have to make sure that we learn how to honor those who God has placed in our lives. But honor is a very tricky thing. Sometimes we mix it up with respect. I heard someone say, respect is earned, but honor is a gift. And sometimes in dealing with our parents, because of the many things that they've been through, the many things that they uh, have represented in our lives that may not have been positive, we tend to equate the two. And so as a result, we tend to disown them because they've disowned us. Or we tend to try and hurt them because they've hurt us. So when God says to honor your father and your mother, God is specifically speaking about a position that he has given to them. God is not just talking about, you know what? You might not respect the person because you might not agree with what they represent to you. They've done you wrong, right? But nevertheless, God says, but nevertheless, that is still your mother. That is still your father. That doesn't change. If they didn't get together, you wouldn't be here. (laughs) So you got to respect the position. Respect the role. That doesn't mean that they've accepted it. But they've been given it. And so even in our own lives, we have to ask ourselves, have we accepted the role that God has given to us as mothers and fathers? Or is the role this, have we stepped away from it? Have we left that space blank? 
being a father, being a mother, are honorable positions that God gives. Everyone doesn't necessarily have that role. It's a very sacred role. And so when God gives it, we have to recognize that, wait a minute, the children didn't show up on the scene by chance. God allowed them to come on the scene. For five years, my husband and I tried to conceive. We did what we had to do. Ain't nothing happened. That's when I came to the conclusion, Lord, you have to make this happen. Because we're doing what we got to do. Amen, 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 amen. All right now. It's a God thing. Conception is a God thing. And so God lays out the plan for us. And so you have fathers and mothers. And when God speaks about honoring fathers, mothers are right behind. In every single scripture, not once did God mention honor fathers and not mention mothers. Because the roles are very similar. In the beginning in Genesis, if you go back to the book of Genesis, before Eve was named Eve, she was also named Adam. The roles were combined. They were one. Because they were called to parent together. Not separately. And so when Eve was given the name Eve, God called her that because she was supposed to bring life. She was the giver of life. And so when God looks at us, he looks at the family unit. The mother becomes like the paraclete. The father almost represents the Godhead. Think of that. And the son represents the children and the family. Three parts. God didn't miss one. But that was the first institution that he put in place. And so in Mark, he included it in his commands. Not only did he say in Mark 10, 19, thou shalt um, thou knowest the commands, do not commit adultery, do not kill, do not steal, do not be a false witness, defraud not. But he also said, honor thy father and thy mother. Then in Ephesians, he speaks to the children. So not only now, he, he's, he's basically giving a command, because that's really what he just did. Honoring is a command that's given. It's not a duty. It's a command. It's not a recommendation. It's a okay. Sometimes we, we think it's an option. It's an honor. But God understands the significance of it. And it was so serious to the Lord that he says it to, the ch- to children. He says, obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise that it may go well with you and that you may 
long be long lived on the earth. There are many things that we might not necessarily always want to learn from our parents. But because they've been here a little bit longer, they know something. You know, and, and, and even in their old age, sometimes they're like, oh, you know, she just talking stuff. And sometimes in their old age, they might. But overall, they know what they're talking about because they've been here for a long time. Think back to some of the stories that you've heard. Whether it was from your surrogate mom, whether it was from a mentor who stood in as your mom, or your sister who took the position as your mom. Think about it. When first she said it to you, you were like, what? What you talking about? I don't know about that. And as you grew older, you started realizing like, oh, that's what she was talking about. Oh, I get it now. I got it. Honor is important because it has to be taught and it has to be learned. And both experiences can be very frustrating. Sometimes as the teacher, as the mom, you're like, come on, you didn't get this yet? I went through this about five times with you. How many times I got to tell you pick your stuff up? But it has to be taught and it has to be learned. Repetition. And sometimes we get so frustrated, we don't realize that the kid is getting frustrated too. Why she got to tell me that again? I heard it the first time. But it's a process and it takes time. And sometimes we expect them to get on the first the first whim. But they're not at our life stage. Their brains have not developed as much as ours. So why is it that we think they should act like us as if they've been on the earth for 30 something years? Oops. But the thing about it is, we're concerned because we feel embarrassed. Uh oh. We think about our self image. Child, you're making me look bad. Get yourself together. But a child is still learning. They're trying to work out that rebellion that was passed on to them. Sometimes you feel like you're looking in the mirror. Wait, why? Why are you talking? Why, why are you talking back to me? They're like, oh snap, I did talk back to my mama. <laughs> oh man. And the Lord said, uh-huh. Look at the reflection in the mirror. That's you right there. <laughs> God has a way of getting our attention. Right? And in there are times when he, what the Lord would do is if he's trying to teach you a lesson and you're not getting it, he'll work through your kid. And you're like, what's wrong with you, boy? And he's looking at you, ain't nothing wrong with me, daddy. What's wrong with you? But the thing about it is, God is trying to say, pay attention. I'm teaching you a lesson. So sometimes God will use our children to teach us. We never outgrow lessons. 
But the question is, are we looking for them? Are we embracing them? Not only do we teach our children things, but they also teach us things. Many times. And so as a parent, we have to remember that we can't say, what was I saying? What did I tell you to do? But remember that they're going to do as I do before they do as I say. Uh-oh. Sometimes we fail to model our expectations. But yet we expect it back. And we have to be very careful. Very, very careful. Because we are raising up a generation and the, 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 the Bible actually refers to them as arrows that shot into the air by a warrior. Now, if you think about a warrior, a warrior is very intentional about how he shoots. If you think about an archer, he says, that's my target. This is my arrow. This is my bow. Our children, we're preparing them for a launch, a launch into the world. And so there's some language that we have to teach them. And that's a language of honor. If they do not develop a language of honor, then what we experience in our homes will be magnified as they go into the workplace, as they go into marriage and relationships, as they go into their classrooms, it will be magnified. Every time I deal with disrespect in my classroom, and a child who thinks that they can curse in my presence freely, I say, ah, uh -uh, there's no way that that's not happening at home. They're hearing it. And they're speaking it in the bedroom with their friends and their cousins and their aunties. Because there's no way that you can stand around an adult and just let it go like diarrhea. Blah, 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 blah. But our culture has embraced that. Our culture has said it's okay. They're expressing themselves. I call it dishonor. I call it disrespect. I say, you're out of line, my brother. My sister. That's not old school. That's just right. Right is right and wrong is wrong. But guess what? Today, we're calling things that are abnormal, normal. And we're laughing at them. Because YouTube and comedians are making it funny. But they don't show the results after. They don't show the immediate moment. And they make it look good. So, YouTube video you see a mother sitting on a step. A six-year-old slaps her like he's a pimp. <laughs> oh my God, did you see that? Let's rewind.
find that again. That's what our young people are doing. This is the one who birthed you. This is the one who tried their best to provide for you. But nevertheless, you treat her like an employee or a slave. We have to monitor what our young people are watching. If they take that in, and also what we're watching, and what we're exposing ourselves to in our homes. We are the guardians. Mothers, we are the guardians. Daddies, we are the guardians in our homes. And if we're not careful in guarding what we watch with our eyes, and what we hear with our ears, we're going to wonder, where you get that from? And they're going to be looking back at you. But mommy, you were watching that. But, my, but I heard you say that. And they're just going to repeat it. And whenever it comes into your home, and you know it didn't come from you, check it. Don't be afraid to check it. Sometimes we get tired. You know what happens? We get tired. Because we're working trying to make ends meet that by the time you get home and the child's getting on your nerves you might say a few things verbal that shouldn't be said he might go crying on you know, the bedroom or whatever but you leave it unchecked, uncorrected and so we have to make sure that we're not so exhausted working for the man that we forget that our call it's to our young people. We can't forget that. The minute we forget that, we've lost a generation to the media. We've lost a generation to prison cells. We've lost a generation to poverty. We've lost a generation. You know why? Because other people are educating them on the street. The gangs are recruiting them. They're educating them. They're giving them the drugs to sell. So guess what? You want some money? You like the car? You like the clothes? Come on. I'll show you how to get that. But if we teach them honor, it's not about the kind of shoes you wear. Come well-groomed, son. Daughter, fix yourself up. You're decent. You're beautiful. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Instill it in them, the values, the core values that you truly believe in. When we do that, guess what? It doesn't matter what comes their way. They will have tools in their tool bank to use. Sometimes we forget to instill the biblical tools. They need that too. Because you know why? When you instill the biblical tools in them and they come back, then that's what's going to keep them. See, sometimes we get nervous because they fear us in the house, but they ain't fear nobody else. Come on. Come on. So the police run upon them and they're looking at the cop like, what? Don't respect the uniform, which is position. Don't respect the fact that, <laughs> listen, this dude is carrying a gun. <laughs> Do you realize he could take you out? And you ain't going to see your mom again. 
our young ladies are being picked up by grown men and not realizing it. I shared a, a, a YouTube video um, about a dad with uh, a few of the ladies, um, the core group women for the Virtuous Women's Fellowship. And I had to tell him, I said, please excuse the profanity. I said, but I want you guys to watch this. This dad had a daughter and he said, listen, I'm a strict dad. I love my daughter. And, you know, I do whatever I need to do for her. She got on the computer, set up a date with somebody, told her dad, I'm going to a friend's house. All right, she's just going to hang out. That's what she said to dad. Just go hang out, dad. Didn't realize that the person who she made a date with was actually going to sell her for sex. It was a part of the sex trade. So, she ends up in another state. After she ends up in another state, thank God, the young lady ended up in the hands of an undercover cop. So what they did was they tried to get some information from her to find out who exactly was running it and what was going on. Once they got that information, they called the dad and said, hey, uh, we have your daughter. He said, I'm sorry? My daughter? No, 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 not my daughter. They said, yes, sir, your daughter. She's right here with us. We have her. You need to come and get her. He came to get his daughter. She actually said, Daddy, this is the money that I made. <laughs> money that I made? He said, let me tell you something. He said, give me that. He took the cash and gave it to a, a, a woman who was sitting at a bus stop counting change. And he said, there's no money that's worth my daughter's life. No amount of money. No amount of money. But he realized that it was God who really protected her. That story could have ended different. You understand what I'm saying? It could have ended different. And one of the things he said, he said, let me tell you something. He said, for me, he said, I was like, oh, let me give her privacy. Let me give her privacy. He said, under this roof, there is no privacy. I'm going to invade your privacy because if I don't invade your privacy, somebody else will invade you. And that's what's happening to our children even on the street. If we don't take, you know what? Oh, you can't be, wait a minute. We're not saying abuse them. That's not what we're saying. But if you don't discipline them, guess what they're going to do in the prison? When they come down to the prison and decide to be disrespectful to them, guess what they're going to do? They're going to put a fist in their face. Okay? And they're going to yoke them up. That's what they're going to do. So if we don't take the opportunity to show them the way of honor, to show them, listen, this, this is what not only God desires, but it's going to elongate your life. It's going to keep you safe. Then what's going to happen is 
they're going to end up being another statistic. And we can't afford that. We are raising kings and queens. We are raising doctors, lawyers, people who are going to be successful in our world. Those who are going to take our community to another level. That's who we're educating. It goes beyond us. They're going to have to stand on their own two feet after they leave us. And so we can't get tired. And sometimes you might have to bring in somebody to help you. And they'll be ashamed. Sometimes we get ashamed. Oh, I don't want them to notice. But you know what? If you keep covering and covering and covering and covering, they'll never get the help that they need. And so after a while, that little small little problem gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Whether it's academically or behaviorally, whatever it might be, or emotionally. And before you know it, it's out of control. So we have to make sure that we are using the resources that God has put in our path to help our children get where they have to go. And we have to remind them, listen, we're not going there. We're not going to do that disrespectful thing. See, because we want you to be able to respect your boss. We want you to be able to respect your teachers. We want you to be able to respect the people who you come in contact with. Because you want your reputation to precede you. That's what honor does. Your reputation will run ahead of you before you even get there. And I've had, I've seen it myself. I've seen it in the workplace. I got to places and people said, listen, it's up to you. Do you want this job or not? Excuse me, sir. Aren't you supposed to be interviewing me, like asking me some questions? I, I, I thought that's what you were supposed to be doing right now. But somebody had already spoken to him about who I was without me even knowing. Reputation preceding you. But also I realized I couldn't talk back to my mama. Because I wanted no teeth in my mouth. Come on now, somebody. I remember one time, I, oh Lord Jesus, I hope she don't hear this recording. I remember one time, because I, <laughs> I had to live with my auntie for a little bit. And my cousin decided to talk back, and I said, oh Jesus. You know the color purple? Where everybody was like, oh no, you done did the wrong thing now. <laughs> and I saw my aunt's hand go from here. So here, and my cousin was across the table, and I said, that won't be me. <laughs> she ain't never did that again. <laughs> Listen, and to, up to this day, I tell you, I watch this, I still watch how I talk to my mama, and I'm pushing for it. <laughs> because she's still my elder. She's still the woman who conceived me. She's still the woman who took care of me. She's still the woman who pushed through hardships and made sure we had everything that we needed despite all the other stuff that was going on in her life. Mama, so how did I dishonor her? 
thing. I want to make her happy. I want to make her smile. I want to make her pleased. Because you know why? When I make her pleased, that means she can hold her head up high when she go amongst the community to say, I have raised this child the best way I could and I did right by her. So when she looks at her hands that look like mine, she won't say, I hate this woman and hate herself. Because sometimes the hatred goes inward. Because we look like mama. We look like daddy. And so we end up not liking who we are. Because we don't like them. But when we recognize that honor has been modeled before us. And when we ourselves begin to model that same honor, it follows us. Your children will honor you because you have honored your mother and your grandmother before you. Your father and your grandfather. You have respected them. And husbands, I'm going to tell you this. Be the example of honoring your wives and all. Because your kids are watching how you treat her. And if you don't treat her right, they're gonna be like, well, I got well, I gotta listen. You don't, you don't, you don't listen. You well, y'all always arguing anyway. And they think it's okay. We have to be careful how we represent ourselves in front of our children. Because they are the reflection of what we do and who we are. And whatever we sow, we will also do what? Reap. God will not be mocked. Sometimes we're reaping stuff from years before. Years. Like we're like, what you talking about? And God says, but do you remember this? That's where that seed came from. where that anger came from. That's the way that rebellion came from. That's where that lust came from. And you got to be honest with yourself and say, God, forgive me. We have to start with ourselves as, as mothers and fathers. We have to say, God, forgive me. Help me to overcome all of whatever it is, the struggles, the battles, the demons in our lives. We have to ask God to help us to get over that because we can't guide them where we have not been. So we have to make sure we take those steps of courage. Because there comes a time when they're going to ask you to become vulnerable with them. And they're going to challenge your belief. They're going to. Because sometimes they don't understand how the pieces fit together. But mommy, your dad, mommy, daddy, I don't, I don't understand. But you said you believe God and you've been doing everything right. But why are you still struggling? Mommy, I don't understand, but, but how come you're sick in your body? Where's this God that you believed in? Something must be wrong. But that's where a mature mind begins to counsel in school. A younger mind. And begin to share that God is sovereign. We don't always understand it. Yes, 
They may touch my body, baby. But at the same time, he may take me home. Whatever he decides, it's up to him. But that doesn't mean he loves us any less. Baby, we might be struggling a little bit right now, but I tell you something. Every day we come home, there's food on the table. God still provides. We might not necessarily have a lot of excess, but it's, we're going to pray that it gets better. Because God is faithful. And he's just. His word says, I've never, David said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Or his children begging for bread. Real talk. If you haven't gotten those questions, they're coming. If you've already gotten those questions, continue to ask God to help you to answer them. Because they're here. But we have to continue to pray over our children. And children, children, continue to honor your parent. Respect them. Let me tell you something. Don't wait for mommy and daddy to pass to start crying over them. Y'all hear me? Don't wait. They do a lot. They sacrifice a lot. Don't take them for granted. And you know what? Sometimes we read that scripture and we think it's only for children. <laughs> but grown adults who are still children. I just want you to know, be careful how you still speak to mama. If she's still here. Be careful how you treat her. Appreciate her. Yeah, she didn't do everything right. She had to hang up. She's still human. That's what she was. That's what she is. But nevertheless, if there's some pain, you ask God to help you to let it go. Like pastor said, check the baggage. Check the baggage. If you realize there's some unresolved, check the baggage. If you find yourself talking bad, check the baggage. Because there's a possibility that there was something left in there. I'll never forget the age of 16. I wrote a letter to my father. Because I realized he did my mama wrong. He decided he was going to go with another woman. So, wrote a letter. Said a few unkind things in there. <laughs> Not proud of it, y'all. Said a few unkind things. But as I reflected on the things that I said, I, I was just hurting. I was a young lady. I was hurting. And I wanted to know why my daddy was doing the things that he was doing. You know? And as children, children know the difference between right and wrong. No matter how young they are, they know. They might not understand the whole picture, but they know. Sometimes we underestimate their intelligence. And um, I started my relationship with the Lord. And I said to the Lord, I said, look, Lord, like, I don't get down with this. I don't know what's going on, but he needs to figure something out or say something to me because... Right now, I don't want to have anything to do with my father. And the Lord gave me an opportunity to speak with him. And when I spoke with him, I finally 
shared with him, listen, you know, like, I don't get this. And he already knew what was going on because of the letter. So he made amends with me and God healed my heart. But the thing about it is, if God didn't do that healing, I would not be married to the man that I'm married to today. And I'll tell you why. One, he's dark-skinned like my daddy. <laughs> Two, he has humor like my daddy. And so if I didn't resolve those issues, I would not be able to have a healthy marriage. If I did marry him, it would not have been healthy. Because every time I looked at him, I would think of my daddy. See how that works? <laughs> See how those dots connect? Right? But God. But God. So we have to make sure that if there's anything in us that causes us to dishonor our parent, and sometimes it could just be, look, you know, Ma just, she, can, she, she, it, she just get on my nerves. But nevertheless, guess what? She should not be an inconvenience. And even as we saw in the video, going back, when Jesus was on the cross, he had heavenly business to take care of. See, he had people to save. But nevertheless, he stopped and took time to make sure that his mother was taken care of. Don't be too busy for your parents, especially your mamas. Never be too busy. Because you know why? When they go home, then you're going to regret. I, want, I wish I would have. I wish I would have. You're going to have a lot of regrets. You know? And, 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 and when you have those I wish I would have, they haunt you. Unless God himself removes the sting from that. But you don't want to be left with, I wish I could have. And I wonder if you want to have peace of mind to says, you know what? Mom, I know you weren't perfect, but I thank God that you, and you can fill in the blank. Fill in the blank, whatever it may be. But you don't have them forever. Every day I look at my mom and it scares me. You know why it scares me? Because I realize I'm taking her place and she's taking my grandmother's place. And my grandmother's taking my great-grandmother's place. Time is ticking. And it's not coming back. It's ticking. What are we going to do about it? Are we going to stay with the baggage? Or are we going to check it and make sure that we leave a legacy of honor for our children? I'm done. God bless you guys. Um, let's pray. I don't know about you, but if... You say, Pastor, I I really feel like I can honor my mom more. This I believe this I can give her more time. 
I don't want to think about her as an inconvenience. I don't want to, you know, think of her as a duty, as another job on my list to do. I'm going to ask you to stand with me. Because the truth of the matter is that sometimes because of life and all of the kids that we deal with, it could feel that way. But our position is sacred and God has placed her in our lives for a reason. going to pray um, I'm going to ask you to come forward if you're standing I'm going to pray together to the Lord even at this time thank you for the courage taking that step hallelujah Lord God Father we bless you Lord we thank you that you have given to us gifts sacred gifts oh God called mothers God at times we realize that we have murmured we've complained Sometimes we pushed her to the side because it was just so much going on in our lives. But Father, we ask for your forgiveness this morning. Help us, oh God, to remember, Lord, that she also needs to be uplifted. That she's also given up a lot. And so as a result, you're asking us, oh God, to stand faithful children and to give her honor for who you've called her to be. Lord, we might not have known or, or even respected what she has already done, Lord God. Maybe there were some pains. Lord, I ask you remove the pain, oh God, out of the hearts of your people today. You know, Lord God, who's hurting. You know, Lord God, who's been wounded. But God, they don't want to carry the baggage anymore. They want to honor, Lord God, mom in their conversation. Might not necessarily agree with what she's done or the way she did it. But nevertheless, Lord, we don't want to cut short our lives and our destinies because of what's going on, Lord God, in our hearts. Father, you said it's not what goes into a man's mouth that makes him unclean, but what comes out of it. So, Lord, I pray today that you would lift the burden, oh God, that's on their shoulders. 
give them the peace, the courage, and the understanding. Whether it would be, Lord God, for even a stepmom or, or a mother-in-law, whoever it might be that represents that motherhood. Give them the wisdom in how to deal with her, Lord God, if she's still alive. Show them how to respond to her in love. So that if they would have to take care of her, oh God, at some point, that they will be able to do so, Lord God, without any maliciousness in their hearts, any hurt, oh God, and vengeance in them. So we bless you this morning. Cover them, heal them, restore them, revive them. So that they would be like that tree planted by rivers of waters that bringeth forth fruit in its season. Let their leaves not wither. But whatever they put their hands to do, oh God, I pray that they would prosper from this day forth as they would take that step to make a phone call, as they would take that step, oh God, to say, you know what, I might need to see somebody to talk through it further. As they would take that step, oh God, to say, Lord, I release it to you. As they take that step to say, Mom, you know what, I'm going to come and get you and spend some more time with you. Father, have your way. And honor their steps of faith. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. And we give you the praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's give God some praise.